Hello, listeners. We're kicking off another episode with our friends over at Mentor Cam. As a reminder, Mentor Cam gives you access to high profile advisors and experts for one on one advice. For more information, go to codestory.co slash mentorcam. That's M E N T O R C A M to learn more. Use the discount code CODE, C O D E, all one word, to get 20% off your first mentorship session. Well, today I have another special guest for Mentor Cam March, Edward Angaseth. He's a doctor and co-founder of a telehealth startup, Nurex. He's a Y Combinator alum. Nurex makes prescription birth control more accessible along with many other things. And he's an active angel investor and startup advisor and is also passionate about helping entrepreneurs and aspiring founders. Edward, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. That was a grand introduction. I hope I can live up to, to the expectation. <laughs> I am certain that you will. Before we jump into our topic for today, which is angel investing and all things around angel investing, tell me a little bit about you. Give my audience a bit of a picture of you. My background is in healthcare. I'm a physician by training. I'm originally Greek, uh, Greek Norwegian. I grew up in Norway and lived most of my life there. Worked as a doctor for about a year and a half, did my internship. Finished my degree in Norway where I did half a year family medicine, half a year internal medicine and half a year surgery. And then was always really intrigued by starting companies and doing something in tech. Uh, bounced around with a couple, couple ideas. Nothing really came to mind at the time. So I ended up leaving my clinical practice and starting a company. So I just started the first thing that came to mind which was an uh, imports-exports company. Uh, really boring stuff, but it helped me learn <laughs> the ins and outs of <laughs> running a company. And during that time, I had a lot of friends and friends of friends who would contact me with different healthcare needs. And a lot of them would be women who needed birth control. Even in a country like Norway, where you have the single-payer system, healthcare is free for all, it still was sort of a convenience issue. And so rather than having women go into the doctor's office to get their prescription, I would do the consultation over the phone, phone the script into the pharmacy, and they could go pick it up there. But it kept happening. So I did some research and saw that birth control is over the counter in more than 100 countries worldwide. And in countries where it's not over the counter, the rates of unintended pregnancies are higher. And that's especially the case in the United States, where we had, uh, at the time, 2.8 million unintended pregnancies every year. Uh, and 19 and a half million women living in contraceptive deserts. So really felt that we had to do something to tackle that problem. And that's ultimately how I started the journey. Exciting journey there and really interesting problem you're setting out to solve. Well, let's jump into our topic, Edward. So uh, all things angel investing. And the first question is, is very simple. You know, what exactly is angel investing? You hear that term a lot thrown about. And for those that don't know, what is angel investing? Angel investing is early stage startup investing. So startups, basically private equity companies where typically this is the first money that they would get in. It's a special type of investor profile that uh, usually invests in companies at that stage. It's very high risk, but hence also the rewards can be quite good. In my humble opinion, that's my absolute favorite uh, thing to do. Supporting other founders in the early stages when access to capital from VCs or banks isn't really an, a possibility. And you you have to have people who are basically willing to take a high risk bet on you uh, early on. 
With angel investing, say, versus a traditional VC, is there an expectation that's different for angel investing as far as equity, right? When you're getting in early, when you're supporting a team early, are the expectations different there? I think there's a couple things that come to mind there. So VCs typically expect higher returns. I think they are in the range of 25 to 35% typically, while angel investors are fine with a little bit less. I think the average is at about 22%, somewhere between 20 and 25. So that basically means that let's say you invest in 10, 15 companies. Many of them are going to fail. Most of them are probably going to fail. But that one that does really well and they return it for the rest of them. And then I think another thing that, that really sets VCs and angels apart is angels are often family and friends. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. The diligence process is also very different. I typically, when VCs come in, they take larger chunks of company. They also pay up for that, of course. But along with that is often more diligence. They do a more rigorous job looking at data while angels aren't always in a position to be able to even request that type of information, but also often that information doesn't really um, exist at such an early stage. And I would just add to that, I believe there are some VCs that come on early on, but a lot of them also do price rounds later on where they basically set a valuation and then do anywhere between 20-30% depending on what, what is negotiated. So then as an angel investor, how do you choose, right? If you if you don't have the diligence, you don't have perhaps the track record, the financials, what are you keying in on to figure out, I'm going to go invest in them or I'm going to support them? This is a great question. You probably shouldn't be very emotional in, uh, in business and when you, <laughs> when you make investment decisions. But for me, it's very hard not to be because I've been on the founder side and I've tried to raise capital for such a long time. And I'm not going to lie. When we, when we tried to raise capital in the early days of Nurex, it was really hard. We were at it for a long time. Getting someone who believes in you early on and takes a chance on you, it, it means so much to a founder. But to answer your question, what I typically look at is the company itself. What are they doing? Does it make sense? Is this something that I can get excited about? Because I want to be there cheering on the founders from the sidelines, supporting, helping them through the entire journey of the company. And so is this something that I believe in? And also, is it somewhere where I have expertise? Now, that doesn't have to be the case, but I think that certainly helps. But I think the number one thing when you're investing this early is the people behind it. That is everything. And over time, you develop this pattern recognition where you sort of see who is successful and then you can try to sort of fit that within the frame. It has happened that I've invested in companies where I didn't really understand fully what they were doing or this was something that was completely outside of my knowledge area, but I just saw that the founders were incredibly impressive. And when you get a chance to invest in people like that, they're going to figure it out. You need to have someone who's really smart behind the steering wheel, who's willing to go above and beyond to make sure that this is success. Will people get the same impression as you? Are they going to be able to attract top talent and scale the company? And so all of these things are sort of what, uh, what factors in. So, okay, when you hear the word investing, you think of, of huge numbers, right? Or maybe I do. I think of huge numbers, right? But what, what is really the financial target for an angel investment? Is it big or is it something that's more manageable for a certain profile? 
I think things have changed a little bit, but depending on the company, I think on certain platforms you can invest a couple thousand. But typically, the check sizes that I've seen usually range from on the very low side, 10,000 up towards 50. And you can go beyond that also. I mean, when you get in this early, it's incredibly risky, right? But the returns can also be very good. If all goes well, most of these companies aren't going to succeed. But if you manage to pick one that goes public or get it gets acquired, I mean, your returns on that single company can be, in best case, in the hundreds. I absolutely love angel investing because, number one, I get to support founders that I love. And uh, you and I know we talked a little bit about uh, what a ch- you're a founder yourself. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging to be a founder. It's a roller coaster. And being able to have good people with you in your cap table that are going to be there, not only when it's fun, but when it's hard, that's when you're really going to need good people around you that are going to support you and not sort of cause friction. Being able to help people in that situation, that is the most meaningful thing that I feel that I can do and help founders build important companies that uh, are going to impact people in a positive way. I'm the worst person to ask though. I I think I put 98% of my money in startups, which I don't (laughs) recommend for anyone. (laughs) Well, okay. So I've got the resources, right? I'm ready to angel invest. How do I go find the deals? How do I get involved and be known as an angel investor? How do I get started? It is such a great question. And um, it's, I think it's really hard in the beginning. You really need to just network your way. It's easy when you're in the startup world and you're a founder yourself, because then you talk to other founders and you hear about the deal happening and someone's a second time founder, they're starting a different company. And then you get in on that deal. I mean, that, that's, that's the ideal scenario, but that's, that's um, not something that uh, everyone can do. So I think a good place for you to start, if you're not in the tech space would be uh, AngelList, for instance. That's a good place to find companies. And typically what you can find there is you can find investors who are founders or who do angel investing professionally that create something called SPVs, single single purpose vehicles, where they have an allocation in an investment and then they bring on capital from external people. And then they take a percentage of the upside, but still you get access to the deal. That's a simpler version of getting in. If you want to go at it alone, I think a good place to start is to just figure out what are your areas of interest. Read a lot about that. You could just reach out to those companies directly and uh, ask them if there's any opportunity in joining the round. Mostly when they get listed on TechCrunch, the deal has already happened some time ago. But there are some instances where you can get access. I think network is the most important here. Other sites that come to mind are Product Hunt. Really just dig deep. Don't be afraid to reach out to the companies. Just find the founders. Find them on LinkedIn. In the early days of Nurex, we had patients that would just fill in a form and contact customer service and just ask us if they could invest. This is pretty high risk. So if you don't know a lot about what to look for when you're doing diligence, it kind of becomes a a bit of a game, a, a bit of a lottery. My recommendation would be to, if you don't know too much and you want to learn, try to network your way to someone who does this and become part of their syndicate. Learn as much as you can. Also, if you want to really dig deep in this, just reach out to people and ask them. You'll find that a lot of people are going to be willing to share a lot. 
you'll find out uh, what data points they typically look after when they evaluate deals. And then uh, you'll quickly learn how to do it yourself. Fantastic. Well, Edward, thank you for being on the show today and for giving your expert advice on the topic of angel investing. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to be here, Noah. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, it's been wonderful. Well, this concludes another great chat and expert advice from our friends over at MentorCam. Check out all the great mentors and experts by going to codestory.co slash mentorcam today. Make sure to use the promo code CODE, C-O-D-E, for 20% off. Stay tuned in next week for another great chat and expert advice from our friends over at MentorCam.